0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Footy Brains podcast. It is round thirteen. It is a bye week, and it is State of Origin. Everything is happening. How are we feeling about that?
1: Yeah, there's there's plenty to go off this week. Um, lots of lots of changes in the teams, obviously with players out and a few omissions actually from the Origin teams, which will be interesting to go uh, go through. So. Yeah, let's, uh, let's get straight into it.
0: Yeah, definitely. If you are running a bit behind in fantasy at the moment, like I am, this is a great time to kind of like really hyper-focus on your team and make some trades if you've got the trades so you can start jumping up the ranks a little bit. So we will jump straight into it with the Titans versus Cowboys game. So obviously for the Titans, Tino is the only one who's been called up for Origin. Um, so he'll be missing this week along with David Fafita. Um, Vodawaker will be returning from his injury – and Isaac Lou will be going in to fill the gap that's left by Tino. Patrick Herbert is also going to be returning with a calf injury this week, and Essen Masters will be then pushed to the bench. Sexton and Iseko both shuff, suffered shoulder injuries against Brisbane, but they have been called to play this week. And then for the Cowboys side, Tamalola will be returning from his knee injury this week, uh, with Valentine Holmes, Ruben Cotton, Tom Dearden, and Nanai all been called up for duty for the Maroons. Talagai and the Hammer have also been named in the 22-man squad, but they are able to play this weekend. So the Hammer will be moving into the centre to take Holmes' place, and Brandon Elliott will be coming in on the wing, and Ben Hampton will be taking on the 5-8th position. Cohen-Hess moves from lock to prop, and Lukey goes to the starting side in the second row, um, with Connolly joining the bench. So quite a few changes there, obviously, on both sides for obvious reasons, but how are we feeling about that?
1: Yeah, so Cowboys more than Titans, I think, this week. So Cowboys are very undermanned this week with lots of their key players in Nani, Cotter, Holmes and and being ruled out because of origin. I think Nani and Cotter are probably the two main ones they have been, you know, picking up a lot of tackles in the last couple of weeks and doing a lot of the hard work in the middle. So they will probably miss them uh, through the middle. But luckily, they've got Tamalolo back this week. So for those who did hold Tamalolo for the one week he was away, um, that'll be handy for this week. You'll have an extra scoring player, which is good. Um, I think he should get uh, a decent amount of minutes as long as his injury isn't too bad or his return from injury isn't too bad. So hopefully, you should see his scores jump back up to normal. Yes, he'll lose some cash in the short term, but long term, he'll, he'll still be you know, smashing out keeper-level scores. So, um, should be fine there if you've held on to JT. For the Titans, look, there's no real main stars. Tino's really the only one that dropped out of this team, obviously, for Fida with his uh, recurring injury. Unlucky for him not to get selected. Um, But you can't really, you know, you can't really mess around with an injury like that. Um, But there are some, like, key surprises in this Titans team in the way of Jaden Campbell... And Toby Sexton, Sexton being quite cheap. Yes, he did miss minutes in the, on the weekend um, because he came off with a bit of a shoulder shoulder injury. So um, there's nothing wrong there. I think it was just a bit of a burner and he's back this week. But he's he's quite cheap and he could be a, a decent, um, decent cash cow. He, he just needs to be scoring back to his normal scores in the 50s, 60s. And he should uh, bounce back quite well, especially in the low 500k mark. Um, yeah, should have a bit of cash to make there. Um, but other than that, I don't see too many must-gets from these two teams There's not like there's players screaming out for you to pick them up Other than maybe the Hammer, he's a decent um, player to go Because he's back in the centres um, It just depends what, uh, what his uh, situation is going to be like When everyone's back from origin duty It's unclear whether he'll actually hold a decent spot in this team So yeah, probably a, probably a one to one to watch rather than to jump on this week
0: so moving on now to the Panthers' first Bulldog Games. Um, obviously starting off with the Panthers, quite a few changes this week with Toro, Yo, Jerome Luai, Liam Martin, Nathan Cleary, and Stephen Crichton all being called up for origin duty. Sean O'Sullivan will be taking the place of um, Cleary again like he did at the start of the season, and Kurt Falls will be making his NRL debut this week. Jennings and Charlie Staines will be replacing Crichton and Brian Toro, and Chris Smith and Matt Eisenhuth will be coming in for Martin and Yo. Um, Api Kurosawa was named amongst the reserves, but he has been released to play for the for Panthers this weekend. To the Bulldog side, um, TPJ is going to be sidelined after his continual issues with his back spasms. And um, Fatala Mariner has been promoted to the starting side and Corey Waddle will be going to the bench this week. Sia Menafenai has been call- called to the bench, which will be putting Joe Stimson onto the reserves. Um, a bit of a controversial one I know this week, but um Josh Adakar was not named for the blues this week, so he will actually be playing. How do you feel about that? Like do you agree with that in the first place?
1: Yeah, the Adokar mission, um, I understand why it was made, but I feel like he makes much more of an impact more of an impact on this team than just, you know, playing. I, I reckon around the camp, being around Josh Adokar is probably one of the main reasons you have him in the team. So it's it's unfortunate for him, but I I understand tactically why they've done it. I mean, when you've got the likes of you know Selwyn Cobo and Xavier Coates both over six foot tall, they're going to be towering over them. And I know DC and Munster, well DC mainly is probably going to be chipping to their to their corners pretty pretty often. Um, and especially the way Selwyn cobo has been scoring his tries, he gets up and above the other winger. So understandable why they made the decision, but yeah, it's it's unfortunate not to have Josh Adakar there just for the. I'm sure just for the banter and the actual actual you know culture of having him around the squad
0: yeah
1: um, Other than that though, uh, outside of origin back to back to Fantasy land, mm-hmm. um, there's really for the Panthers there's there's the there's the typical players that you know score quite well when all the Panthers go play origin. you know you're, you're Sean O'Sullivan he's obviously very good when Cleary's not there. Matt Eisenhuth actually has a really big impact at lock and does get a lot of tackles in the middle. Um, it's just dependent on his minutes and the likes of, you know, Scott Sorensen um, off the bench and Appy Corisau They're just picking up the load left by some of these big forwards and um, key playmakers. So plenty of points there on offer for those players. I probably wouldn't pick, be picking them up. They're only useful over the next couple of weeks, and, you know, even closer to Round 17, you probably want to be getting rid of them anyway. But it's just one to look at for maybe if you've got trades for a head-to-head league or if you're, you've got a draft league there. These kind of players are going to have big scores this week. So they're kind of key players to look at. Uh, For the Bulldogs, uh, Jake Avrillo had a pretty decent score last week and I've had a lot of questions about him. He is not a buy at this stage. <laughs> he had two tries um, for a 45, and I don't see him doing that every week, especially in this Dogs team. So he's definitely not a buy. The only buy that I'd say for this Dogs team at the moment is uh, Matt Burton. If you don't have him yet, he's starting to just skyrocket in price. But, yeah, he's pretty much a must-have center, and he'll be the top-scoring center up there with Aitken uh, this year, like we predicted at the start of the year. Of course. Yeah. Um, Outside of that, uh, Raymond Fatale Mariner back in the starting uh, 13. I think that's just because TPJ is out, but uh, he's also one to keep an eye on because his price has uh, come down significantly considering his last two scores have been in like the the 20s, I think, or or 19 and 25. So yeah, um, quite low there, and he's below 400k. So if he can crack a starting spot uh, over the next couple of weeks, um, yeah, he looks like a decent cash cow option as well because he's generally, when he gets 60-plus minutes, he's scored 40-plus on average, in previous years. So, uh, one to keep an eye on there. And, obviously, your Max Kings and Josh Jacksons of scoring, quite, they've kind of taken over quite nicely, especially Max King last week. Good to have him bounce back with a decent score. So, yeah, um, good to see Good to see he's made it to round 13, pretty much unscathed in price.
0: Fantastic. So, we'll move on then to Mali versus the Warriors. So, obviously, DCE will be caught up for Origin um, this week, so he won't be in the team. But there's a heap of people coming back into the squad. So, we've got Martin Tupau... Um, Jason Saab and Carl Lawton will all be back this week. Um, Saab will be playing his first game since round eight. He'll be taking over from Tafua on the wing and Lawton and Tau are both going to be named on the bench for this week. Um, Kieran Foran will be moving to halfback um, and Josh Schuster will be moved to 5 um, to replace DCE. Um, Dylan Walker has been named even though he's still got a bit of a knee injury and Jake Dvojevic will be captain. For the Warriors side, um, Wade Egan with, calf, with a calf injury, and Cyrano will both be returning this week. Um, Egan will be taking over as hooker from Freddie Lossick, who will be moving over to the 18th man, while Cyrano will be joining the bench, um, knocking off um Louis. Louie. Rocco Berry will be coming in in centre in place of Valia, and Jack Murchie, who got a head knock, has been named, but will be monitored, so that might change. How are we feeling about those two teams?
1: Yeah, so there's um, there's some a couple of players from each of these teams that are ones to look out for. Oh, well, from the Warriors mainly, not too much from Manly. Uh, but for Manly, quickly, um, Ruben Garrick is actually a decent-looking pod now that Turbo's out, and he's been picking up a you know a few of the attacking stats, which is really nice to see. Actually played really well on the weekend, and is a genuine you know pod option for later in this year. Um, a lot of people don't have him. He scored a sixty-two on the weekend, uh, which is, yeah, pretty good, considering he's just a fill-in fullback. Um, he's only in 4% of teams as well, so he will play the Round 13 by and has some decent value, especially at only just over 600k. Uh, kicks goals as well, so when DC is back in this team um, and they're scoring a few more points, it uh, he does have a decent amount of value to him. So a bit of a pod to look out for there. For the Warriors, I think a lot of people are looking at the same player to pick up this week. Tohu Harris is pretty much the buy of the round, so um, if you don't have him yet, he's the, the one to look out for to buy, um, along with you know Aiken and stuff like that, that have just been playing really well. Another decent player as well to look at is Reese Walsh. He's been kind of under the radar, especially at the start of the year. He actually started really well, scoring in the mid-40s, close to 50. He's come down a bit in price because he's had a few rough weeks, and he scored four mid-30 scores in the last four weeks, so um, he's actually looking like a, a pretty consistent winger fullback. He just needs to get into those attacking stats, with, which the Warriors have been struggling to do in the last couple of weeks. So he's one to keep an eye on, but um, if you if you feel like having a punt and a bit of a risk, uh, Reese Walsh is definitely there amongst some of the better uh, winger fullbacks, especially compared to last year. He was a gun winger fullback then. Um, but yeah, outside of those two... Uh, pretty much knew that Wade Egan was going to come back and knock Freddie Lusick out of this team, so there's not really much more to see there. A lot of people have been looking at Sean Johnson, but those scores only come once in a blue moon for him, so I wouldn't be rushing to get him into your team either.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, and rounding up the shorter week this week will be the Raiders versus Roosters. We actually went to the Raiders game on the weekends, so Raiders versus Eels how was that for you first of all oh it's
1: great I loved it it's there's nothing better than at the end of a, a Raiders Parramatta game to go up screaming and you know celebrating the win and there to be complete silence in the in the uh, in the paddock it's, it's' it's actually excellent I personally
0: hated it <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, oh I had a had a decent bit of banner um, uh, walking out of the stands after celebrating yeah. there was a few fans behind us that so like at least we've won a won a trophy in the last 20 years I think that was a bit of a burn on both of us, to be honest. Um, I you mean, should be you winning was? a trophy within twenty years, to, <laughs> yeah. to be fair. But.
0: The the best part was you going home and googling it for specific timelines for the Raiders. Yeah, because I
1: couldn't I couldn't remember the year. It was actually ninety four, so it's actually closer <laughs> to thirty years for you the Raiders tell as
0: well. This was a recent Google. Yeah, um, <laughs>
1: it but was uh, yeah, it was pretty interesting to see. But um, yeah, it's yeah, not good for either team, to be no. honest. But a great win, nonetheless. Yes.
0: So starting off with the Raiders this week, obviously um, Jack White and Josh Papali have both been called off for origin duty, so they will not be um, on the teams this week. But Matt Foley will be replacing Jack White as he has done previously in round 9 and 10 when White got suspended. And Corey Horsberg will be moving to starting prop. Um, Corey Haranara and Trey Mooney are both going to be on the bench this week, um, with Trey Mooney making his debut. For the Roosters, Marnie will be shifting from centre to fullback to cover for James Tedesco, um, with Daniel Chupo and Lindsay Collins also being called up for Origin duty. Billy Smith will be coming in on the wing um, to replace Chupo with Lindsay Collins in the Maroons camp, um, and Takiaho will be replacing Lindsay Collins um, in prop. Tupou will be coming into the starting side, and Egan Butcher will be the new face on the bench this week. So, how are you feeling about all of this?
1: Yeah, so Raiders are going to have a rough, rough day out, I think, uh, against the Roosters, especially missing Jack Whiten, um, who and Josh Papali their enforcer through the middle. So um, the Roosters really only losing, you know, James Tedesco in terms of you know big strike force. So the fact that they've still got Kyrian and Walker and Joey Manu's moved to fullback means that they're still pretty much full strength outside of Tedesco not being there. So um, there's a couple of uh, pod options here. So Joey Manu, he's an excellent. Um, buy-round option and similar to Garrick playing at fullback and when he, even when he's in the centres he scores well he scored 60 on the weekend so um, yeah he's definitely a, a one to watch this week and one to pick up um, for the buy-round um, but other than that in the Raiders team uh, Xavier Savage picked up a couple injuries watching the game he had a bit of a, a groin injury while I was watching and then he copped a knock towards the back end of the game and he got brought off straight away so I think he'll score better than 23 most weeks as long as he doesn't cop knocks like that um, it's just a bit unfortunate for him he scored that awesome like chip and chase try even though it was called back for a forward pass so he he does have some attacking stats in him and he's still a decent buy at 220k um definitely a cheapie to look out for uh outside of those two nat butchers the the obvious buy this week you know he's going to be filling in there radley's still you know at least a month six weeks away um nat Butcher will be playing through till round 17 when he has the buy so um, yeah, he's an obvious one to get this week. Uh, plenty of base stats in the middle and playing at lock, yeah. Plenty of tackles and meters up the middle, so one to get there. And the fact that they've omitted Crichton from the Origin team means that he's going to get plenty of minutes and play 80 again this week. So he's an obvious buy and, you know, a keeper level um, buy as well at that. So one to look at there. Um, I'd say that's probably probably it from these two. I guess you could talk about Starling. Had a pretty rough game. It was only brought on for the last 20-odd minutes, I think, in the Raiders game. Um, Where Wolford played most of the game And had a pretty average score So he's definitely not one to be looking at At this point in time Um, But yeah, Starling Just the fact that he plays this game If you've got him He's pretty much a hold And then hope that he gets a decent score So he doesn't lose too much cash And then probably a sell next week um, Especially with the minutes that Ricky's giving Wolford It's too hard to predict when he's going to have More minutes, um, Starling, compared to less So um, yeah, it's not consistent enough For him to be keeper level at this point
0: Yeah, fair enough yeah, so I guess that wraps up a bit of a shorter week this week. But I do have a quick question for you, Daniel. What is your buy, hold, and sell for this week?
1: Oh, okay. We'll do, a, we'll do a bit of a sneak peek before the Insta <laughs> post comes out, I guess. Um, so I guess my buy of the round, especially for the buy round, is Tohu Harris. Uh, I think there's too much value there not to go in the fact that he's going to be playing 80 minutes going from now on. Um, and he's scoring in the mid mid to 50s f- plus. Like it depends on what kind of stats he gets. But yeah, his base stats are showing that he's going to get at least a 50 every week. So Toe Harris is pretty, pretty close to a must buy, I think, at this stage. He's, his break even is uh, 54 from memory. Um, so yeah, he's pretty much going to get that this week. Um, so yeah, he's a pretty safe buy. My hold, uh, as just mentioned, is probably Tom Starling. Just, yeah, you just got to hope that he gets a decent score and then probably look to sell him next week. Um, and my sell this week, geez, it's hard to sell players this week considering most of them aren't even playing. Um, I'm probably I'm probably leaning towards... I mean, if you have a TPJ, the fact that he doesn't play the buy round and he's coming off the bench with Fatala Mariner back, it's a bit worrying. So TPJ is probably a bit of a sell this week if you had him. Just the fact that he's completely left out of the squad. Yes, it was back spasms, but the fact that... He's not playing and his kind of role is changing. It's a bit upsetting. So probably, you know, TPJ to Harris this week is a decent trade. Um, And maybe, uh, I don't know, if someone, if you're carrying like a Tass or something like that, he might be a bit of a, a bit of a sell this week. Just the fact that he's not getting, um, getting back into this squad and Campbell Graham's not playing Origins. So yeah, Tass is probably a sell at this point in time.
0: Fantastic. Okay. So I guess now we'll move on to our Q&A segment for this week. Um, As always, make sure you follow us at Fully Brains Pod on Instagram. Um, We always put up a post a few hours before we record the pod where you can ask your questions and we can answer them to the best of our abilities. Um, And we do a bunch of other stuff on Instagram too. So if you're not following us there yet, make sure you do. So let's start off because we've got quite a few again, as always, today. Jai asked, do you reckon Addo should have been named in New South Wales team instead of Tupal?
1: Um, I think Tupo was a good selection, but I think the fact that they carried, they, they've put Joseph Suwali outside in the 21, 22 man squad. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't understand why they brought in Suwali and not Josh Adekar as the replacement winger. So I guess it's because Suwali's tall, but he's still quite young. I think Josh Adekar would have probably brought more to the, to the, you know, the team and the training camp than Suwali is going to. So um I Understand Tupo being picked, but you need out a car in there somewhere, I think.
0: Yeah, I kind of agree with that. Um, is Garrick a buy?
1: Yes, I've got him in my team. I picked him up just before he scored poorly about three or four weeks ago. um but yeah, he's a he's a very good pot option buy this week.
0: Uh, we have a question here. What to do in head to head with so many missing?
1: Yeah, head to head. It's pretty much. It's a bit hard to play head to head for the buy rounds, especially if you are playing the buy rounds. Um, you've kind of got to look at your the the person you're playing. You've got to look at who they fielded the week before, and just kind of see how many numbers you have in your team compared to theirs. If you're if you need a win, say you're in the bottom, you're you're not in the top eight or whatever your format is. You need to be in the finals for whatever finals format you have. You need to be in the top three or four or whatever it is um, for your finals. Um, so just try to get enough numbers to be beating your opposing player mm-hmm. this week. So have a look at their squad from last week. See if you have enough players to cover it. Um, and hopefully you do. So then you don't need to make too many trades. But otherwise, I wouldn't try to make too many trades this week just to win your head to head.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Lockie asks, Coach Stamani, question mark, And do I bring in Savage for Taff?"
1: Uh, Coach Tamanu, yes, I do like that. Um, Savage in for Taff, yes, I do like that as well. Yep, good trades.
0: Amazing. Um, Riley asks Stephen Crichton to Manu.
1: Yeah, so Crichton's a bit of an interesting one. Um, it depends what your centres look like, depending on making him a sell. So if you have Burton and Aitken already, I'd say you could safely trade Crichton as long as your winger fullbacks are good enough because he does come up, cover that winger fullback um, position. Um, He's not necessarily a sell though, even though he isn't playing this by round, he's definitely still got value in him and he's probably, you know, by the end of the season, you will probably have him in around your interchange or emergencies because he is that kind of player that can score really well on his week, um, depending on what the matchup is. But if you need a player to play this week and you're struggling and your rank's not too great and you need an extra number, yeah, I can understand Crichton Tamanu. That's a, that's a good trade.
0: Fantastic. Um, this is quite a broad question, so I'm going to get you to just tell one, but a bye who will play this round, but will also help in the long run?
1: Ooh, just in general. Um, the best one is Tohu Harris, for sure. He's he's a bye this round because he plays, and he's a keeper for the rest of the season.
0: Amazing. Uh, Ryan asks, what happened to TPJ? Uh,
1: so yeah, had back spasms the, the night before the game on the weekend, which uh, hurt my squad. I know I only went into yes. this weekend with 16 on the park, so... I lost a lot of rank just for one player being out, which, uh, which really hurt. Um, and yeah, unfortunately, the fact that he's not playing this buy round puts him on the chopping block for me. So, yeah. Um, unfortunate.
0: Yeah, uh, Zach asks, how many people should we have play this round?
1: Good question. I think most people will have around the 11 or 12 players mark. Um, if you have more than that, you're doing great. Uh, if you have less than that, you probably want to trade up to get to at least 10, um, just to stay competitive. Uh, that being said, you've also got to look ahead to round 17. So you've got to look at your squad and think, how many do I need to hold on to so that I have enough numbers to make up 10 players for round 17? You, w- you can always trade to that throughout the next couple of weeks, but you also want to have enough that you can field a squad um, for round 17. So, uh, yeah, at least 10. Um, if you're carrying more than 12, then you're doing great.
0: Amazing. Zane asks, are Kotra and Kryten worth trading out this week now that they'll be missing Origin Games?
1: Uh, Cotter, no. And I'm assuming you mean Stephen Crichton. Yeah, he's a, he's a okay trade, but not a must trade. Mm-hmm.
0: Jack asks, who's your recommended captain this week? So before we also, before the rounds post, uh, a couple of different captains options, but I guess if you had to name one person right now without your research for the week, who would you choose?
1: I'm probably leaning towards Burton. I think, I think against his old team with the missing half of their squad, I think Burton will have a pretty good game.
0: Amazing. Um, another question, is Adam Elliott a sale?
1: Uh, Adam Elliott, that's an interesting one. He His minutes were shocking on the weekend. He was actually one of the better players on the park from memory. Um, but yeah, Ricky really, really cut his minutes down. Um, still scored a 40 though. Um, he's definitely not a sell this week, but um, just be careful in the coming weeks. I guess before round 17, he's probably looking like a sell. Um, but yeah, he's definitely a hold. Um, wait till he reaches his cap in price. And then he's a sell probably by around around th- uh, seventeen, yeah.
0: Yep. And um, the same person also asks: Is Payne Haas a hold or sell?
1: Yes, yeah, so this is an interesting one. Haas's uh, minutes have come down and his scores have come down a little bit over the last couple of weeks, probably due to that shoulder injury he was resting or nursing for a little bit. Um, I'm going to say he's not a sell because he is a keeper. But yeah, if you if you're really struggling and you need an extra number, I can see why you're selling him. But he's Ideally, if you don't have the trades, he's a, he's a hold. I mean, he is a keeper, so you probably shouldn't be trading him, really.
0: Cindy asks, Nanai and Steven Crichton to Garrick and Butcher. Uh,
1: Don't sell Nanai. I think it's unfortunate that he got selected for Origin, because I know I was holding him for this round, but he's scoring quite well and his break evens in the teens for when he's back. So he's probably, probably a hold. Um, Crichton, I can see selling him. So, yeah, um, I'd probably hold Nanai at this point in time.
0: Okay. Um, Jason has two questions. First one, is Butcher still a buy? Yes. There you go. And then second, what is your cheapie of the round? He says cheapies of the round, but...
1: Cheapies just, of the round. Yeah, there's one. there's plenty of cheapies, but not ones that are going to play more than one game <laughs> over the next couple of weeks. Um, Savage, I think, is probably the cheapie of the round. 220K... I think his break even, uh, it was near, closer to 30 last week. Now it's 11. So yeah, he should be hitting that and his price should be going north uh, from this week onwards.
0: Um, great question, this one is. Um, Starling out, who in?
1: Oh, if you're, if he's dead set on selling Starling. I think you should hold Starling this round. There's no reason to be selling a player that's playing. Uh, I guess he's going to lose a bit of cash, but I still think he's worth a hold for one more round. So I wouldn't be getting rid of Starling.
0: But Starling out, who in?
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if Starling is out, um, if you so yeah, Starling out, I guess you go Robson if you have the cash to go up to Robson. Um, he's the only obvious one, I'd say. The rest are pretty big risks in the way of Correiau and you know Marshall King or Egan. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'd probably try to get Robson.
0: Yeah, too easy. Um, so the next question is from friends of the show Jacinta who has fallen into the trap that many of us do in our first ever season playing fantasy. What to do when you're out of trades and none of your players play round 13? Save me. Um,
1: What do we do? Uh, you You probably suck it up and you wait for round 17, I think, at this point. If you can't field a team for 13 or you're fielding, like, say you have, like, three or four players and... You can't get enough to get up to about 10. I think you just focus on getting at least a full team for round 17 and not worry about this round, unfortunately. It's just it's just how it's fallen.
0: We've all done it. We've all been there. The first time we've played, <laughs> Everyone's we've all made these choices. That trap,
1: um, at least once, for sure.
0: So, next question. Should I even trade if I only care about head-to-head and buy rounds are off?
1: Oh, yeah, don't even worry about trading then. If buy rounds are off and you're not playing this week, it's not worth tr- wasting your trades this week. So unless you need to get a player out that's peaked, that is playing this week, say you've got Starling, um, you can probably sell him because his price has peaked. Um, but if you're playing Classic, you wouldn't be selling Starling just because he's an extra number. But yeah, head-to-head, you're probably looking at just getting rid of players that have peaked and trying to buy players that are cheap, really. That's that's pretty much it. You don't even need to worry about the the matchups too much this week.
0: Yep. Dane asks, "Sell Hastings to get Garrick?"
1: No, I wouldn't be selling Hastings so quickly. He had a pretty bit of a rough game on the weekend. I think he can bounce back to his normal scores of the 50 mark. So I wouldn't be selling Hastings, but if you can get Garrick another way, that's yeah, a good trade. Yep.
0: Um Seb asks, "Thoughts on thoughts on Ezra ma'am.
1: Uh, My thoughts on Ezra Mam will be held next week and to see if he's playing. So, um, yeah, just wait till next week. Uh, If you've already got Mam, I wouldn't be selling him just yet because there is a chance that he gets named at 5'8", with Adam Reynolds returning. I don't think that's the case. I'm doubtful that he will get named, but there is always a chance. So, yeah, just wait till next week on him.
0: And then finally, Luca asks, thoughts on Starling's situation?
1: Yeah, I've pretty much made my thoughts clear. Head to head, he's a sell. Um, classic, you hold him because he's an extra number this week. Unless he comes out and scores 60, you know, 55, 60 plus this week, I don't see a case where you hold him next week. So he's probably shaping to be a sell next week.
0: Fantastic. Well, that's all of our questions for this week. So thank you so much for everyone who did ask a question and we'll be doing another post next Tuesday. So if you do have any burning questions, you can always ask us then um, or feel free to message us at Pod, and we will be able to answer it the best we can through the messages there as well.
1: Sounds good. Also, if you have any late-burning questions close to the first game of the round on Thursday, feel free to listen into to our late-mail show, which we'll post at about midday on Thursday. Um, basically, uh, we go through... You know, all the late mail, all the late changes from the weekend. And we do a quick, uh, quick Q&A um, to cover anything that happens late in the week. So, yeah, listen there.
0: And I will not be on that pod because it's too early for me. No,
1: we've got our U.S. correspondent uh, tuning in for that one.
0: Yeah, get replaced very easily on this. <laughs> um, but that about wraps it up for this week, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope everyone has a great buy round. And, yeah. Good luck. Talk to you next week.